Hello, listeners of Tara Talks, and welcome back. Today, I am joined by Lottie Passel Sims. Lottie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Tara. It's great to be here. Thank you for the invite. Oh, you are so welcome. Now, Lottie has got an epic business. I'm so intrigued by it. And we've actually never had a guest on the show that does what you do. So would you love to just give an introduction to you, who you are and what you do, please? Yeah, of course. Um, I work predominantly with couples. Um, so I'm a sex and intimacy expert. So I help people get their um, sex lives, their intimacy lives back on track. Um, so wherever they are in their journey, um, I help people reconnect. Um, I, I was seeing individuals, first of all, and um, they talked to me so much about their partners that I decided to become a couple therapist. And that's what I've done really right the way through, which I absolutely love. Amazing. I love it. And it just sounds like the most rewarding job to actually just be able to help people reconnect and refine that love that they maybe once had for each other and sometimes just maybe naturally slips away. I'd love to hear about your journey. How did you start in this work at the very beginning? The very beginning was I wanted to um, have a career and I sort of fell into counselling really it was something that somebody told me about and I went into it quite naively I was wondering what the course was about how I would cope with all the homework became an individual therapist first of all do all the training and within the space of very limited space of time I people were talking to me about sex and I thought there must be something about me that gets them to say it this feels like a safe place to do this so I then trained to be a sex therapist and from then on it's just been and you are right, Tara, there's something special about it that people come to see me and they have this part of them that's missing. And sometimes it's dismissed. It doesn't really matter. It's OK to have a sexless relationship. But actually, it's so important. That is so much part of it. And I love it when I do the programs that I do. I get my clients to go on these different journeys together. And it's so rewarding when they come back and they say, we've done this. It's worked. We want to continue to do it. We want to continue to see you. And um, yeah, it flourishes. It's so wonderful. I love how natural that whole journey was. You know, people just suddenly started talking to you about sex. Yeah. Like, this could be the thing. Like, I just love that natural growth and yeah. evolution. Would you say the things that people come to you with has changed in that time? Um, has it changed? That's a really good question. I guess it has. I think there's more crisis than there was before. People seem to get to complete breakdown um, before they come and see me. Um, so actually trying to rebuild that is much harder. Before I had a lot of um, younger people come to me, some people who were just about to get married, some people who'd had bereavements, um, that then their relationship obviously sort of suffered with that. Um, but now it seems more crisis, more affairs, um, more indiscretions, um, lack of trust. And, um, but also there's that part of people going, is this it? Um, is this all there is to my life? Do I want to break out? Do I want to be able to find something else? And sometimes what they want is actually right in front of them. And that's what the therapy I do. If it's not, I don't ever tell people to actually stay together or, or not. But my role is to actually go, let's explore whether this is where you need to be or want to be. I love that you mentioned that people are starting to really think, you know, is this it? Is this all I is this all I'm worthy of? Is this is this all I can have? Would you say that's come about more since COVID? Um, I guess so, because um, the people were 
having separateness. So you need separateness to be close. And when COVID happened, everybody was squashed together. Yeah. And it was really interesting because when that happened, there was no separateness. There was just closeness and it become cl quite claustrophobic. But also within that parameter, there were things that were found out like affairs, like liaisons, like um, cross-dressing, like um, other relationships going on beyond um, sort of the, what can I say, relationships that were part of the family unit that they didn't realise that was going on. So there was a lot of exposure going on about what was happening. Um, and because you're so close to each other, you know, your phones are there, your internet's there, you're sharing all, all the facilities that you normally do, things were disclosed very quickly and unravelled very quickly, which was very, um, the crisis happened very quickly. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that, because I think, you know, so many people suddenly have this realisation that, is this all I'm going to get is this my all of life yeah. and I think it's really important that we almost have those conversations with people so that they don't feel like it's just them yeah. that had the tough time with their partner because they were suddenly shoved in these four walls together yeah what I know it's probably quite daunting I think is probably the word for somebody to actually say to their partner I think we need to see a sex therapist or counsellor or a coach mm -hmm. what what would you say to those people that are itching for it but they're just a little bit afraid of what might what may arise or they just feel completely daunted by it what would be your words of advice or how how do you handle that well there's usually um one person says let's go to counseling and the other person says um not for me but i always do some i do the phone calls so i speak to one partner and then i say let me speak to your your partner let's have a conversation um and see whether they feel that they can have a therapy relationship with me because I feel like I am quite easy to talk to them when after they've spoken to me and I give them this profile of how I work and actually what I'm hearing from them it sounds like this is happening for you they go that's spot on actually that's what is happening to me so there's that engagement that I try to um, facilitate before we even meet so that we can actually um, start that that relationship and then I get them together as a couple um, and then I see them a few times then I separate them so that I can see them separately and then I bring them back together again okay and I know this is probably how long is a piece of string kind of question mm. what does that first in-person session normally look like you know what are the things that you may ask or what are some of the thoughts that people might have if you don't mind sharing no not at all um the assessment or consultation lasts about an hour an hour and 15 minutes okay and what I'm doing within that is I'm getting them to talk from their own perspective of what they feel is happening within their relationship so instead of saying we are aren't we they're looking at their partner all the time aren't we we feel like this I'm saying to them actually talk as an independent I feel for me this is what's happening in this relationship and it's interesting when I say to them let me tell me I feel this they go I think so they've not heard the question, which already makes me think they can't hear each other when they're talking to each other. Wow. So I stop it and I say to them, I'm going to say the question again. What did you hear? So what how do you feel within this relationship? Now, when you put feel instead of think, you get much more out of the, the assessment than you would if I think. Yeah, that's so powerful. It's really strong. And, and they, they, they go back into I feel that we are. So I'm going, right. OK, can we just go? I feel. Yeah. for me in this relationship this that and whatever it might be so it's really homing down on you're an individual first you're an I first before you're ever a we you're choosing to be a we yeah that's such a powerful 
flip isn't it of that question the think versus feel yeah and actually I think so many people may think um I think so many people may be guilty of thinking too much than they feel they think that they should should be a certain way they think they should act a certain way behave a certain way maybe they think they should feel a certain way hmm. what are your thoughts around that do you think we think <laughs> I can't stop saying the word think now do you think we think too much without being in tune with our feelings well I think it's there we go once you <laughs> once you start it, it continues we're trying to get mind and body together yeah. And that we're not doing one or the other. We're trying to actually get people to feel so that they can cognitively then think about what they've just felt. So mm. we're, we're, we're actually doing both. So I always start off with feeling. And then how do you, because I do meta thinking. So think about your thinking. Don't just think it and then do it. Think it and then rethink it. Is that how you want to be? Because the way I work is actually how authentic are you being in this relationship? And within this relationship, um, who have you become? Mm. If you can work out what you've become, because actually we lose ourselves in relationships. And what we're trying to do is reestablish that. And instead of reestablish it by talking to our partner, we then go into an eye and we become quite selfish or self-absorbed or we start doing more activities. And our partner can feel it, but they're scared to say anything because what does it mean that this person's not engaging so much? Yeah. So what does that look like then if somebody kind of recognizes that in their relationship and maybe you're working with this couple at the time? And that person is really tuning into their feelings and then suddenly maybe recognizes a disconnect. Is that quite normal? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. When I'm with them, the the exploration of the counseling sessions is is really about let's find out. Let's go deep diving into really what's happening. Um, A lot of it, it last night, it was all about chores. And when I suddenly said, it's not about that glass that you never put in the dishwasher. <laughs> it's about the respect of being asked about that glass and it never going in the dishwasher. And they yeah. both looked at each other and it was like, you, you're not respecting me. I've asked you about 10 times. But you leave it on the top because you think I'm going to do it. So yeah. we've got we've got to do a deep dive. Actually, we've got to look at the the emotions of actions. Mm. There's always, always you might feel rejected, you might feel used, you might feel less significant, you might feel um, disrespected. If you're asking your partner something, then and they go, yeah, I'll do it, but they don't. That's when you have double the amount of hurt that you had in the beginning. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so powerful because it isn't just the glass that's been left there. Yeah. It's okay. What you're attaching to that, and I think yeah. that's so powerful just for people to have that awareness. You know, if they get annoyed that the husband leaves the towels on the floor or the wife leaves the towels on the floor all the time. It's really interesting for them to just start to recognize that, I think, and have that awareness of, okay, what does that really mean? So that's such a powerful takeaway. Thank you for sharing. No, you're welcome. But also reciprocally, we want reciprocal even (laughs) we want to make sure that our our clients are actually doing so So I'm neutral. So when when sometimes one of them feels like they're being picked on a little bit, I always say to them you have to remember that you're reacting from a reactivity over here. You're not just acting out for the sake of it. Something's happened or triggered you that something. So the neutrality of me is able to go, what are you going to do? And what are you going to do? It's not just one person holding all the burden, go, well, I'll have to change and I'll have to put the glass away then. It's actually going, okay, let's dig a little bit deeper and go, what is the resentment that's building up between you? Because it isn't about the glass. No. And what do you say then, once people have kind of, had that understanding and got themselves to this place that they kind of flourish individually as well as in their partnership 
that's my aim. I want people to have an individual journey as well as a, a, a we journey, a together journey, because I do believe that actually if we sit in the place of ourselves, that real sort of authentic, um, and that's an everyday curve, a learning curve, not just I'm going to be authentic. You have to really think about that, being authentic, telling the truth, not not compromising, not lying. A lot of a lot of my clients lie to each other. And actually, the, the, the partner knows. I know you're lying that you bought another pair of shoes. I know you're lying <laughs> that actually you put another bet on. They, they know it's happening, but they feel like they're um, lying. Sometimes it's seen I'm protecting the other. It's not. It's you're, you're protecting yourself. Yeah. so that you don't have the consequences of what that means for you so so in that aspect it is it is about being able to be neutral with them both both seeing how they are and that's why I love the profiling that I do I'm able to actually have all the information and go this is what I'm hearing this is what I'm seeing and I feed it back to them yeah it's so powerful I love that you touched on authenticity or being authentic and you said that that's obviously telling the truth of like who you are. Mm. How else would you explain if somebody's being like really authentic? Because I think it's a brilliant quality to have. Like I genuinely value that as one of my personal values. Mm. But how else would somebody listening to this like kind of weigh up how authentic they are? Or if they're really wanting to be even more authentically them, yeah. what does that look like in your opinion and perspective? Well, I again, I think being authentic is a feeling. Mm. We align ourselves mentally and physically to that process so when I know that I'm saying something that actually is either from the past or I'm trying to maneuver or negotiate something that doesn't fit like even simple like I've been invited to a party but I don't really want to go but I feel that I have to because it's my best friend and yeah. I sit in the party and I go I don't want to be here so there's a resentment building and there's no awareness from anybody else that knows that but when I actually say I'm not coming to the party the authentic part of me relaxes you know when you're being authentic when you're when you're not there's a feeling there's an almost sort of abrupt like this is not where I want to be this is not what I want to do oh that's so powerful mm. and I love that you say it's a feeling mm. love that yeah and the first thing I do with my clients is a value system every single time and people go what's that what do you mean? What's my value system? And if we if we have a foundation of what your values would be or might be, and, and, and that's an expert, that's about three weeks exploration to find out people's values. Mm. It takes them a long time. And again, a value. Mine is integrity, honesty, trustworthiness and loyalty. And I see it as a train. There's a train that we get on and there's lots of platforms. And I've got off on a few platforms every now and then but because it's so tight I can easily get back on the train and go I need to have it I want I, I I demand integrity from myself I yeah. want to be honest I want to be trusted they're so hardcore things yeah and I feel like they're a massive foundation I, and some people when they find them it, cha it actually changes the the roadmap for them like I'm not going to accept certain things anymore yeah so I've obviously met you in person at my retreat back mm. in spring 2022. And I would have said that those values are so perfectly you. And I even smiled when you said them. I was like, oh, you are so spot on, so spot on for you and what you do. And it's amazing, actually, I think how many people aren't aware of their values mm. and what's really, really important to them. Yeah. So here's a million dollar question. What if there's two people in a relationship and they have polar opposite values? Is yeah. that? quote unquote a good thing or a bad thing does it matter should they have similar values or is it completely um individual based on the couple well the first thing i'll say to that is i don't really like good or bad now whether that's 
whether yes, that's right, I right, know, or, as as <laughs> that's right or wrong, <laughs> whether that's right or wrong, um, I don't want to do that either. Um, I love difference. I think that that's what keeps couples together because actually the difference is the energy. Mm. When we have sameness and sameness, we lose the energy within a relationship. So if we talk about values, it would be lovely that they both want to be trusted by each other. It would be lovely, actually, if we could um, have some honesty within the relationship and you could be able to relax more within the relationship if there's those values. But values are a personal thing. And usually they come from our family of origin, which we just hold on to and they're not ours. Okay. It's only when we get to a, a, a realization, I guess, um, that actually we can choose our own or actually where do I sit with my values? Um, then then we can actually start working with them and then, you know, really embedding them in, in everyday life. So it doesn't bother me that they would be different, um, but you would find, you know, that difference actually is, a, is an energy in itself. And I love that. People say we're so different. We're not getting on. And it's not the difference that they're not getting on. It's yeah. the resentments that you've held by what's happened with the differences. Yeah. You've not agreed with me or I'm competitive or I want to be right or I want to be the good one or the bad one or whatever it might be. That's what's caused the resentment, not not the not the values. Yeah. And they do say opposites attract, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Do you see that? Do you see that in a lot of your couples that it's really attract to just keep that that fire and that passion alive? Absolutely. But what we're looking at, if we're looking at that, which I can't go into completely, is meta structures. So if we've got if we've got this real sort of feeling of annoyance and frustration and why is it that they keep doing this? There's a reason for it. Mm. So coming to therapy with me, I've got program orientated um, ways of working and we actually delve into all of it. So family of origin. Um, so um, how you're loved as a child is how you're loved as an adult, which is Esther Perel. And I, that sticks with me all the time. You know, how, how you were, your parents showed you love, how they showed you conflict. And that's what we're doing in the therapy room. We're going, actually, that's child. That was your script written for you. Now you're writing your own. What do you want it to look like? And that takes work. It's not just starting to write it differently. You've got to act it as well. Yeah. And there's such a parallel, I feel, between like the work that you do around the values and the relationships and all of those things. And I think the beliefs that people have, which were all built in completely subconsciously by the time you were seven. Yeah. And I think for so many people, they don't understand that the person they are today is based on everything that's kind of happened so far yeah. and that they can change it and heal it and remove it and yeah. release it. And all of these really amazing things. And that's one of the things that I'm personally so passionate about mm. is actually helping people recognize and understand why they may be the way they are. Yeah. And then let's look at actually how you want to be going forwards. Let's mm. look at those dreams you've got and how you may want to have a certain mindset or a certain way, feeling, belief to be able to get there. Would you kind of agree or disagree with that? What are your thoughts around that approach? Well, I guess being a therapist, I believe in change and I think change is possible. The same as you, Tara, with your work, you know, we do believe that actually if we we think the same thing, we'll get the same thing. Mm. And the mindset is such a powerful thing. If we change that mindset, we're able to actually succeed in the things that we want to do. So when we're working with couples, you've got two brains, two minds, two opinions, loads of stuff going on. <laughs> and what we're doing is actually seeing if we can align it. Yeah. So if we've, if we've got two people, this that alignment is miles away from each other. What I'm trying to do is this so we can align them back together and actually start talking. The 
the best thing you can do is communication, actually getting people. And it's so it's quite interesting because people usually send me assessments and they say we our communication is great. We talk really well, but the sex isn't very good. Well, actually, usually if the sex isn't very good, they haven't talked about it very much. Ooh. So the communication isn't very good. Yeah. <laughs> so so my job, my first job is to say, let let me watch you talk to each other. Now let's do uh, decentering. Let's 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 give an opportunity to sit opposite each other and talk to each other, and let me see how that looks. Yeah. And I'm looking actually, are they listening? Everybody could talk. It's if you're listening. That's the harder task, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Listening. Yeah. Or, listening on. <laughs> yeah. Or listening well. That's mm. what I'm looking for. How well are you listening? Yeah. I love that. And then what would you say? So if somebody's kind of got to this point where they're super interested fascinated wanting to know more and maybe there is a little bit of fear around it what would be your kind of little piece of advice around that advice around that I suppose when you say advice I don't really give advice but I suppose I will say to clients if you don't come and get help how are you going to help yourself if you're thinking that you're not going to come to therapy or one of you is not going to come to therapy, how do you think something's going to change? Yeah. If you don't have that mediator or that somebody that's facilitating growth, how are you going to change it? Mm. And they, they're stuck. They go, well, we, we haven't. This has been going on for two years, maybe. Nothing's changed. Well, the, 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 the outcome of that is probably nothing will unless you find a, a place to actually go, how do we facilitate change? What we're looking for is people are staying in the power struggle. Okay, and they don't come out of it. They stay in it. So the rails are the same. The resentments are the same. It's that repeated. You don't do enough chores. You don't do enough stuff. You're spending too much money. They're they're stuck. We do need the power struggle because we have something new come into our life and we say to ourselves, oh, I'm worried about that. So the power struggle comes back in again. We talk about it. We we find a, a solution and then we come away from the power struggle and we flow again. We have a really nice time with each other. Couples who come to see me have stayed in the power struggle a long time. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to do. We've got to get them out of that power struggle. Yeah. Love it. Now, I know you've got some really exciting things coming up, some options yeah. for couples to come and work with you. Um, would you mind just sharing some of the exciting things that you have available? Absolutely. So starting in January, um, I'm going to be doing intensive for couples. So there's going to be a two day intensive. So for people that can't do the, the hourly, weekly, fortnightly, monthly um, therapy sessions, I'm going to actually do intensive, which would be 15 hours of therapy over two days. So this gives a lot of couples an opportunity to go, OK, let's see where we are with all the things. And it's, it's an intensive. It's a lot to take on board. But saying that, I'm quite intense in the room anyway. I give people a lot of information. Um, I get them to journalise everything, which is what would happen on the on the intensives as well. Um, but also, I've had a lot of inquiries for people say to say, we're at breaking point. We're not sure whether we're going to stay together or not, but we don't know what to do. And I look at couples, they've built this wonderful empire. You know, they've really really worked hard for this empire to get to and then suddenly they're not going to be together anymore and it all collapses and for me that's there's a sadness to that how hard people have worked so the intensives are an opportunity for people to come and see me and and have that work you know within two days let's see whether you are able to recapture some of the stuff that you've lost it's not lost it's there but it's how we apply it again yeah and it's all in gorgeous settings isn't it so spending two days with you gorgeous Absolutely. settings yeah. I mean, it sounds perfect, like the perfect way to start the new year. 
Yeah, absolutely. and it's all inclusive. What I'm doing is actually they don't have to worry about anything. They've just got to turn up and everything will be catered for. Yeah, it just sounds like such a good option. It mm. really, really does. Yeah. The other thing next year, 2023 in June, um, I'm running a retreat with a colleague of mine, Jen, um, and we're going to be doing an intensive. Uh, we're going to be doing a retreat in um, Mallorca, and that's going to be a combination of psychosexual and tantra. Amazing. So we're putting the two together. So that sort of ancient spiritual part of us as human beings and also the, the theory and the way forward of how to communicate, how to understand our background, how to actually re-engage with each other on, on, on that level, but also to be able to include um, an intimacy and a sex um, part of it as well. Because I feel like a lot of people are letting that part of, of their lives go. Um, and I, I feel that's really sad. And that's male and female. Um, are, are not really engaging with that as much now. Yeah. And again, more beautiful surroundings in the beautiful sunshine. I mean, the it's villa really, looks stunning. It's l lovely. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. So Amazing. very, very excited about all that. Very excited to help couples. Yeah. Really excited. Oh, I'm so pleased for, and excited for you, honestly. So if somebody's listened to this episode and they're so intrigued by the work you do, where would you like to connect with them? Um, and if they've got any questions, how are they best to do so? Um, email, my email information, um, any platforms that are there, really. I'm quite happy to receive, but text me, um, you know, leave me a message. I'm really about networking. I love speaking to people about what I do. And I'm really interested about what they do and any co other collaborations that they think that would be that I'd be interested in. I'd love to hear from other people. Um, also, clients if they know any clients if they know any couples that need help um, I would love to hear from them as well yeah amazing well I'll pop the links in the show notes with your website social media accounts and everything it's been a fabulous conversation so unique so different so vibey and just fabulous I have loved it so Lottie thank you so much for coming on the show this week you're welcome can I just say one more thing Tara before, we, before we end yeah okay no, of course you can. um Meeting you has been absolutely, absolutely an inspiration for me. I didn't know people like you existed that helped with business. Oh. Okay. And the retreat I went on, it was an eye opener. And I would suggest that anybody that listens to this actually checks that out. Um, I'm going to see you again very soon. And that's for me, an accolade for you, for me wanting to do it twice. Um, because you have got such an inspiration, an energy about you um, that is infectious. And I want more oh thank you so much that's so so kind and I cannot wait to see you in a couple of weeks Could absolutely yeah it'd be fantastic I'm really looking forward to it so thank you so much for this I really appreciate this and talking to you in the way that we have really relaxed it's lovely fabulous well thank you so much for being on the show thank you for your kind words and for all the work you do um and thank you for being here thanks Tara see you soon <laughs>